Coming up, week 14, guess the lines. Uh, my buddy Juan is back, and Vegas won. And we talk uh, week 14 lines. We talk Steelers and what it could take for the Steelers to uh, have a winning season, as much as it pains me to say that. And Mike Tomlin's eternal quest to stay above 500. We talk Sticky Lions and what they could do to sneak their way into the playoff. And at the front, we give our top fours for the NFL season right now, similar to how college football operates with their playoff top four. So uh, first up, though, I want to talk about the Heisman. So all of that is coming up next. All right, so before we get to week 14, guess the lines, um, I wanted to talk for a minute here about the Heisman Trophy. It's an award I have become fairly jaded to over about the last half, half decade to decade because I think the award has moved on from what it was originally intended for. I think it's become an award that uh, has had some, some winners who I don't agree I don't agree with, not for their performance on the field, but for other parts of what the award is supposed to capture. And so I, this time of year is that time of year where uh, I go to the, he- the Heisman Trophy Wikipedia page, named after John Heisman, and I look at what the award is is supposed to be awarded for. And the trophy reads that it's awarded for outstanding performance, which best exhibits the pursuit of excellence with integrity. Winners epitomize great ability, combined with diligence, perseverance, and hard work. And I don't believe that's how the trophy is awarded these days. I feel like these days, this award goes to a tremendously accomplished statistical quarterback, running back, or receiver from one of the top six-ish teams, probably a team in the playoff. And so it just frustrates me that the award has sort of evolved to the point where it's at today and this year and what it has gone to in recent years. And and certainly there are some capable winners the last few years who the award, uh, I believe, has it's been validated going to those folks. In other years, I feel like we sort of get caught up in the moment and Heisman moments, and I just feel like we've gotten away from what the award was for a long, long time. And so we had today our, our Heisman Trophy finalists were announced for Saturday. I mean, we've gotten to the point where I – I used to love watching the Heisman Trophy ceremony. I remember growing up, I made an appointment viewing that as a big-time sports fan, I loved watching the Heisman Trophy ceremony on Saturday night, the Saturday after conference championship weekend. I don't care anymore. I, I probably will not watch it this year, as I have not for the past several years. I just don't care. But they released the finalists today, and uh, as I was thinking about those four finalists that they announced, and Caleb Williams... Stetson Bennett, Max Duggan, and C.J. Stroud. And I was thinking about those four, and this is an award I care about. This is an award that it frustrates me that it's gotten to this point that I believe it has where I don't care. And I think it's crazy that we just give it to players from the same four teams, and it's who was the most statistically accomplished player from those teams that year. So I wanted to run through these four finalists, and I – uh I think with all due respect, there's one that we can immediately eliminate from contention. I'm going to ultimately end up at who I think should walk away with the Heisman come Saturday night. I think the one that we immediately eliminate is C.J. Stroud. This guy was lucky to make the playoff uh, just by the way that the award is – sorry, the playoff is devised. I think this guy was lucky to make it this year. Sat back, did nothing for two weeks uh, because, yes, they did get pounded at home against Michigan. So that's two weeks, I don't believe – He had a Heisman moment, as we call it, and uh, 74 rushing yards, zero touchdowns. These days, it's not going to get it for a quarterback who has the ability to be a dual-threat quarterback. So I'm not giving it to C.J. Stroud. I think I eliminate Max Duggan pretty quickly. Um, I I can't really come up with a reason uh, other than, I mean, if you want to get really bogged down in the statistics of it, Less wins, kind of hinting here at my winner, but less wins than who I believe should win this year. Completion percentage was not all there. And if you talk about having a Heisman moment, unfortunately for Max Duggan, his team did not give him that this past weekend. Uh, quite the opposite. He had a chance to really seal TCU's undefeated season and seal his fate as a Heisman finalist and contender. And it just went very, very poorly. 
So I think if we're going to use the idea of recency bias, I don't think Max Duggan gets it. Which brings us to two, Caleb Williams and Stetson Bennett. Caleb Williams blew out of the water these other three in terms of the yards that he passed for this season, and he tied C.J. Stroud for the most touchdowns with 37. He only threw four interceptions. Completed 66% of his passes. It's all very well and good. But now I'm going to go back to the trophy itself. An outstanding performance which best exhibits the pursuit of excellence with integrity. I'm not going to give a Heisman to a guy that integrity component means something to me. And I'm not going to give it to a guy who literally writes F, I'm not going to say it, but we'll spell out the word. You can use your imagination. F, whoever, every week. That stuck with me this past week. The ridiculous Fox, I mean, I have my own reasons for that, but the ridiculous Fox pregame Big Noon show did a whole feature on Reggie Bush and Matt Lyernick going to get manicures with Caleb Williams, and it's all well and good. But I'm not giving the Heisman to a guy who writes that on his on his hands every week. That's not integrity to me. I'm not giving it to him. And if we want to go farther than that, his team flaked last game of the year. I know he was hurt, but they got drubbed. They got handed to him by Utah. So I'm not going to give it to Caleb Williams either. And here's where I'm going to start making the case for Stetson Bennett. Because I do believe Stetson Bennett should be this year's Heisman Trophy winner. Completed almost 68% of his passes. I don't know for any of those math folks out there, that's almost 80% of your passes if we want to do a little bit more rounding up. Just short of that. Among these four candidates, he was second in passing yards. Granted, he only threw for 20 touchdowns. He threw six interceptions. Heaven forbid, six interceptions out of 13 games. So he threw one less than every other game. His team had 13 wins. That matters to me. This is the quarterback who's spearheading and steering the team that came in in the final poll with 13 wins and won 13 games. If we want to get down into it too, I think it's interesting that Caleb Williams ran for 10 touchdowns this year on top of the 37 he threw for. Stetson Bennett ran in seven. Granted, he didn't run for a ton of ton of yards, but yeah, he was directly responsible for 27 touchdowns on Georgia's path to dominance this season. And then finally, that part of the Heisman Trophy that comes second. Winner epitomizes great ability combined with diligence, perseverance, and hard work. Stetson Bennett was a walk-on, and that's been talked about. There's been jokes made about his age. He's been at Georgia since they instituted the school. But that diligence, that perseverance, that hard work, I think it's fitting to give the Heisman this year to a guy who absolutely showed those qualities by working his way up from walk-on status, going to junior college, coming back, leading his team to a national championship, and I think this year earning himself the Heisman Trophy. All right, yeah, you had your, your back against the wall. Scratch that. I had my back against the wall episode a few weeks back, and I'm feeling kind of intimidated this week. I'm feeling like one up against the wall is going to be uh, pretty ferocious to deal with. I didn't realize I was still up two, so I'm actually okay. I thought I was in worse shape. I thought maybe I was up one, but I'm up two, so we still got some to play with, so it's all right, actually. Nah, see, because this is, if you let me come back, and you let me hang around, and you let me take this week, that's like letting the, uh, you know, like best of five series, and you let the team take game two, you, you let the Yankees take game two at home, then when they go on the road, all they got to do is win one, and they feel pretty dang confident. So you're saying you're going to start feeling confident, so I should be worried about that? Yeah, I feel like if you let me win today, you're going to let my confidence levels reach an all-time high. And, and uh, me and picks picks are like Mike Tomlin. I've never had a losing season. I'm not too worried about it. I, I didn't mean I meant to send to you guys today. I found a clip today of somebody like giving him a thumbs up in the tunnel and being like, go get the win coach. And he screams back like, let me, let me effing do my job. I just, I had to send that to you guys, you know, as I'm building my case against Mike Tomlin. So you don't like that. You don't want him doing his job. Like what that makes you mad. Um, I feel like if there's a fan that is kind enough to give you a thumbs up, uh, you know, during the game, don't swear at him. How is he? How do you know that's who he was talking to? Maybe he was talking to someone else or something. You're right. I don't know. You know, just like I don't ever know 
what it would be like to have Tomlin in a losing season, have both of those, but lucky you. We're we're getting we're getting ahead of the game. We'll talk plenty about Tomlin later. Okay. Uh, so before we got the picks, I sent you the homework assignment. Mm-hmm. Uh, similar to we had the college, the college playoff top four was announced yesterday about noon, and so I figured we would start uh, this episode with our top fours. So I'm gonna lay out my case, and then I'll I'll let you go after that. Uh, All so. Right. We're picking our four teams that would make our playoff if the NFL operated as stupidly as college football did. Um, for my top four, I don't know if I had any teams on a bye this past week that would have still made my four. Um, but anyway, so I have at one, I have the Eagles. I think that's probably going to be okay. – I would imagine that that's in your top four, if not high in your top four. Uh, you know, we could do the college thing of giving their resumes. The Eagles have 11 wins. They're a division leader. Uh, their quarterback is in the MVP conversation. So I have the Eagles at one. I have the Bills still at two. All right. So I think overall body of work, uh, they still have Josh Allen. Last I checked, even if he is a debilitated Josh Allen slightly. And uh, nine wins, again, leading a division. And so I have the Bills at two. Uh, this is a team that also, I was going back to my notes, this is a team that also has only lost one of five at home, is on a three-game win streak, so they kind of got some momentum, and uh, also has scored a lot of points and has given up near the lower end of the league in terms of points given up. So I feel like this is still a pretty complete team. And, uh, you know, one of their three losses is the Dolphins, who are right there contending for one of those fourth spots. So I got the Bills at two. Um, at three, I have the I have the Bengals. So I kind of can't believe that I, that I have them at three. Let me check. No, sorry, I have the Chiefs. I have the Chiefs at three. Okay. And, uh, yeah, no, I was consulting my notes here. I have the Chiefs at three. And I mean, Bengals did just beat the Chiefs, so like may, that makes sense. I know, and I have four of the Bengals. So my reason for that being that I think the Chiefs, if you if you put them on a neutral field, which I know they just played, but they played in Cincinnati. I feel like if you put them on a neutral field, who do you have more confidence in, the Bengals led by Burrow or the Chiefs led by Andy Reid and Mahomes? I mean, the Bengals have gotten them the last two times they've played, but I feel like I still got to say the Chiefs. I don't know why. That's maybe we're stupid for thinking that at this point, but I think you still got to just pick the Chiefs. It just feels safer. I trust. Right, them I feel safer. I feel better with it. Uh, Andy Reid over Zach Taylor. Um, I feel like you have the 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 bigger chest of experience with the Chiefs, and I also feel like a point you just made actually proves validates my decision so the Bengals have won the last two you said right mm-hmm. yeah, they won, it is? Uh, yeah last week and then in the playoffs so Same there's no way two. there's no way the Bengals went three in a row against the Chiefs I just don't I don't foresee that happening leading to um well I'll round it out here my five I had is the Niners I think if they have Jimmy G I should more strongly consider them for four I have the Vikings at six and then I have the Ravens at seven. It's just where they are. So I'll let you go. What do you got for your top four? All right, we're, we're pretty close. So I looked at this like teams that, based on even their current roster and everything today, would be the top four. Um, and so I'll, I'll, my first, my top three are exactly the same as yours. I have Eagles, Bills, Chiefs, one, two, three. That, for me, kind of just was natural, fell in order that way. The only thing that was a little weird was the Chiefs just lost. But I'm like, you know what? They lost by three. It was on the road. It's okay. They, they still got to be there. I still feel like they should be number three. Where it got a little weird for me and difficult was picking that number four spot. And that's why I was like, I don't really know. Um, and as I looked at the rest of the teams, I feel like there was reasons I could put all of them in there. But I felt like whoever I put in there, they're not winning that they're not winning two in a row against those teams and winning it. So I was like, I don't really feel good about who I put here. And I feel like it really doesn't matter. Um, but so my fourth spot, I ended up settling on the Vikings. Actually, I put oh. the, I put the Vikings there just cause 
I mean, they got 10 wins. Like, they're, only, they're the only team with 10 wins. The only team with more is the Eagles. Like, they have to be in the top four at this point. Um, they looked really good in some games. And, yeah, Kirk is still Kirk. But still got Dalvin Cook and Jefferson. And their good is has been really good. So I was like, you know what? I think they got to be in that top four spot. Um, and then I kind of had some honorable mentions that I, I could put in there and I had kind of the, I had the Bengals in there as, at five. I said, Bengals, I think could certainly be worthy of a spot. And I think the Bengals could do some damage there. You know, they have beaten the chiefs the last two times and they can certainly put up some points. Um, I did not put the Niners or the Ravens in there. I think mostly because of their current quarterback situation. And I know Jimmy G is not, uh, the best quarterback, but the fact they don't have him, I want to kind of see uh, who their quarterback's going to be. So it's tough for me to put them in the top four right now, and they just lost their starting quarterback. I think there's no way that even could win um, two games in a row, especially if they're throwing Brock Purdy out there still. So I, I had know, the I had Purdy. the Dolphins too, but the Dolphins just got destroyed by the Niners. So it's like, okay, do I put what do I do with the, the Dolphins? You know, before last week they probably would have been in the top four, but after what happened, it's like, okay, that that's a really bad loss. And then I kind of had another one up there as well as another honorable mention that you did not talk about, and those are the Cowboys. So I had the Cowboys up there, and they they looked good last night putting up 50 points, uh, and their defensive line can get pressure, and I think they're the number one pass defense in the NFL as well. And so I think they're definitely someone that could get hot and has the pieces, and they could win as well. So I that was my reasoning for that. Yeah, I think in response to your Vikings, I think I treated them like a – like a Pac-12 champion who on a given year in college football dominates the Pac-12 but loses two games during the regular season. And I just can't shake the fact that the Vikings got absolutely eviscerated by the Cowboys just, what, two, three weeks ago? It was a score like 40-3. to three. I just couldn't put them in the playoff in our hypothetical NFL playoff for that reason. That's fair. And uh, I agree with the Cowboys that should have been in my honorable mention perhaps – um, I kind of think of the Dolphins like Southern Cal, who just in college football made it to their conference championship and then got steamrolled by a worthy opponent. And I think of the Dolphins in our little fake scenario here similarly in that they just played a quality opponent and got blasted. And it's like, eh, I'm going to stay away from that stink for a little while. might take me a couple more weeks to put them back up in, in that upper echelon. That's just kind of in the NFL, though, I feel like, especially this year where some of these teams have just had bad weeks and they've gotten stomped. It's It's been pretty common. Like I, Most of the teams have had that at some point. So I, I think it also just goes to the disparity of the league in general right now with what's happening. And yeah, I was surprised the Dolphins lost that bad. I think you know they gave up 33 to the Niners and only got 17. Tua didn't look that great, and Tyreek and Waddle couldn't get much going. I don't think Waddle had a catch to like the third quarter. So, I think it'll be interesting to see how the Dolphins rebound from that loss because I think they, I think they got the Chargers next this week, and that's Sunday Night Football. And so there's, I think I yes. looked up last week. They're not staying on the West Coast, but uh, they, they have another big West Coast game, and they'll be flying back and then flying back out there, I guess. And uh, I think it'll be a big, big thing to see how the Dolphins respond because when you get to the playoffs, you need you need to muster up the gumption to win a couple games, maybe a couple on the road. And uh, the Chargers will be a worthy adversary for them this week to go from the Niners without their starting quarterback, I guess technically without their second-string quarterback, uh, and to get absolutely blasted like they did and then play the Chargers within the, within a week. Um, we've got, we'll be able to see a lot from the Dolphins this week, I feel like. Yeah, I don't know. I remember last week too when you were talking about the line, the line in that Dolphins 49ers mm-hmm. game. I thought it would be the Dolphins by a couple points, and it was the Niners, and I couldn't believe it. And the Niners go out there and curb stomp them. I was like, man, <laughs> Vegas won, man. Vegas knows. <laughs> well, I don't think Vegas knew it'd be 16 points, but uh, whatever it was, a 33-17. So I mean, that I, I think that was shocking to everyone, but it happens. It's so clear to me that it's the Eagles at one. I mean, to me, Eagles are kind of like keeping the comparison with the college playoff. The Eagles are are your Georgia. They're your one. They're unquestioned. They're they're somewhat of a wagon right now. But then, I mean, we just went over it. I was rounding this out, and I have it's so AFC heavy at the top: Bills, Chiefs, Bengals, Ravens. Uh, you could slip in the Niners, the Vikings, the Cowboys, but it made me. Think about the question, too. 
you know, if we consider this as our Super Bowl bubble, this, these playoff teams, who right now out of the NFC would you be just unsurprised if in February they're hoisting the Lombardi Trophy in the NFC? Like I think actually has a chance to win? Actually has a chance to win the Super Bowl out of the NFC. <clears throat> Who could you see their quarterback hoisting the Lombardi come the first weekend of February? Most likely, I'd probably say the Cowboys, actually. I think they have... Really? I think they do have the pieces. Um, they looked really good last night. I Especially if they could bring in Odell in and get some more help on wide receiver. I, I Well, I guess... Between when he's not getting kicked off planes. Well, I feel like you know it's got to be them. Like, who are the contenders, right? It's them, the Vikings. Do you see Kirk Cousins hoisting? Okay, so it's not Kirk Cousins. The Cowboys. Uh, who, who else? I mean, you could say the Niners maybe before when Jimmy G was still there, just because they can win with that style of offense. But now when you they're going to be on their at least their third string quarterback, they may bring in bring in a Baker Mayfield. And let me tell you, that's not a good idea. Christian McCaffrey thought <laughs> See, he wait, went wait, to wait, the wait. West coast to get away from him, and he might show up there now. That's not He's good like the for Grim them. Reaper. Every time C-Mac turns around, Baker's standing there. Hey buddy. <laughs> hey, hey CMC block for me so I can throw another pass into the line of scrimmage. Watch this. I thought that was uh, so funny today. That, guess, that headline came across Baker Mayfield. Could the Niners sign him? Like what? That's the saving yeah, saving white hope for them, and and uh, the Eagles too. I forgot about the Eagles. I looked over uh, the Eagles as obviously from the NFC. Um, yeah. That's why I ask about the NFC because I feel like in the AFC it's okay, great. It's the Ravens are Harbaugh. He's established again. I'll eat a shoe if Lamar wins the Super Bowl. But the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Bills. I don't think you'd be totally surprised if they're playing in the Super Bowl because the Bills were the presumptive favorite out of the AFC, and the Bengals and the Chiefs have been there. Um, I think the Dolphins would be surprised, but I don't know if we're putting them in that upper echelon yet. So I think the NFC for me was the big one. Like, okay, you're going to put the Bills, the Bengals, the Chiefs against somebody come Super Bowl week. Are we watching Jalen Hurts hoist the Lombardi Trophy? Are we watching Nick Sirianni, uh, you know, at Super Bowl media day? Um, I just, I kind of couldn't see that. And then for those same reasons you said, the Niners, Vikings, I'm not in. Um, I, I was not in on the Cowboys based on my reaction how you, when you said that. Do you think – so you're not thinking Mike McCarthy is a detriment then? I mean, I have to pick someone from the NFC. I feel like no matter who you go with, they've got a a con to it that could be the reason why they don't. You know, you just talked a little about the Eagles and Jalen Hurts and Sirianni, and it, it – yeah, I mean, there's some some newness to that. And uh, so, yeah, I feel like anyone in the NFC has got some knocks against them, but – for some team, it's going to be enough. It's just a matter of who's it enough for to get there, and that's why I don't know. I mean, Mike McCarthy did literally hoist a Lombardi Trophy in front of my team and your guys' world's greatest coach, Mike Tomlin. So I guess McCarthy, maybe we've been giving credit to the wrong Packers coach, and it should have been McCarthy, not LaFleur. We've been giving credit to all this time. You just have to bring everything back to the Steelers, and, uh, and please so do not it. disrespect Bill Belichick like that, saying uh, so... world's greatest coach, Mike Tomlin. <laughs> hey, you guys, you guys are all like, oh, you dropped Tomlin today. Everybody would want him. I think everyone, maybe 30 teams would want him. So I got to be honest. We're talking about these playoff teams and top of the league, and I'm really not feeling super terrible. I could feel worse about a bet that I placed preseason and I'm going back to look at it. I'm pretty sure it was like 301 odds and I've mentioned it to you. Um, that little, as I called it, purple rain bet I placed on the, on the Vikings and the Ravens to meet in the Super Bowl. I could feel worse about a futures bet placed before the season. Yeah. Um, why were those the two that you picked? I don't remember. The, I oh, remember you talking literally about literally jersey colors, Just two jersey purple teams. Okay, purple rain. Yeah, yeah I mean, I wonder it what it is right my now. Purple rain, but I wonder, I'm curious um, what it is now. Um, depending on how maybe Lamar's health can mess that up a little bit right now. Uh, that was plus two. Uh, I don't even know how to read this. Two hundred to one. I feel like that's what it is now. No, that's what it was. Yeah, two hundred to one. Oh. Um, that what it was. That's what it was then. Let me see. 
And you uh, bet how much on it? A couple dollars? Oh, like a dollar fifty. Uh, it's three hundred. Three hundred. Uh, oh, come on. Two hundred to one odds. You play say a dollar fifty bet. I'm. If that happens, I'm winning three hundred thirty bucks, and I'm finally gonna get my freaking three hundred dollars. You guys keep promising me. Nothing's happened that you said you. Oh, you're supposed to give me three hundred dollars because the Steelers won last week and you didn't pay up. That wasn't. I don't think we had that on the record or anything. It's not like we talk for an hour every Monday night. That one might be actually in the recording. I probably need to go back and listen to it. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm trying to plug that in now. What do we got? Ravens. So it's two hundred to one start of the season. I don't think I can look at it NFC now because we got the live game with Saints and Bucks being played that I'm not paying any attention to. Me neither. It is my should division. Be. It's your division. You should be watching. That's division division crown watch right there. Yeah, I guess I need the, yep. the Saints to win that to keep it really <laughs> muddy and just horrible. I can't believe you could say that about your stupid team and be like, ooh, need the Saints to win so that we can hang within – a game of the division leader at four and eight. We're still in the mode of, do we want to tank or do we want to win the division? We still haven't decided yet. Hey, I'm looking at the standings here before we get to guessing them for this week. I have a fun game for you. Okay. This is just, I happen to glance through here. A little Aflac trivia question here for you before we guess the lines. How many teams don't have a win on the road yet? I have no idea. Um, no, you got to guess. That's the point of guessing. Yeah, but I don't even know what to guess. Uh, Four. <laughs> it's literally one. <laughs> it's your team. We don't have a win on the road yet? 0-5 oh <laughs> on the road. Hey, we're the at-home thurs. You needed that. You needed that bye last week so you could recoup and try to win a game on the road. Just any game on the road. Just one. Speaking of thurs, actually, I'll talk about that when we get to it. I'll, I'll never mind. We'll All right, let's get to it then. Let's let's guess them here. So Thursday night football, um, I got rid of my Amazon uh, free trial that they kept extending for me, and I was appreciative of that. Thank you, Jeff Bezos. Uh, I got rid of it before last week, and I was bummed because I kind of wanted to watch that Jets Patriots game. Um, no, not Jets Patriots. Jets Bills. Bills Patriots. Third time's a charm. Uh, I do not feel bad for not having Amazon this week. We get the hapless Raiders against the even more hapless Rams. And I had the Raiders as almost a three point favorite. I had them at two and a half in Los Angeles and what will be in front of a home crowd, probably against the Rams. I mean, I know the Rams are not doing that well. I just don't know if the Raiders should be favorited on the road in a short week. Um, So I said the Rams by two over the Raiders. I well, uh, do have access to watch this game, and I probably won't be watching it either. So, Well, I will tell you that the sports bookmakers in Vegas heartily disagree with you as they have the Raiders by six over the Rams in L.A. on Thursday night. <laughs> Raiders by six. What a, what a dumb season. The stupid Raiders are on the road. I mean, I wonder if Vegas is looking at this like it will be a homecoming of sorts, and the Raiders are going back to L.A., and it'll be 80 to 20% Raiders fans. And uh, so that'll be like a home game. They've got pieces. They've got good playmakers on offense. Josh Jacobs looks like a steam engine right now. Man. All right. This is not going to be a good start for me, though. And I'm off by eight on the first game. Well, so. that, one's, that one's dumb. So I will tell you that that's not a terrible one to be off on first. All right. Uh, a marquee matchup. I got two marquees, two turd fests this week. Our first marquee matchup, I have the Jets of New York in Buffalo. What do you have for this one? Mm, let's see. I have Josh Allen in the Bills favored to buy eight over the fighting Mike Whites. Dang, I was too low. I think I let my personal biases get in the way this week a little bit. Um, you got that as nine. I said the Bills. I was too low. I had Bills by five and a half. I didn't want to give them a full six. That was dumb. I was off. Mike White starting the rest of the year, you think? Oh, I would imagine so. I don't think we're going back to Zach Wilson, like, ever. I, I don't know that the Jets are ever going back to him. I think they're going to try and work something out this offseason. Does he come to the Panthers and... next? You know, uh, Sam oh Darnold didn't work out. He goes to the Panthers. Now we'll just, we'll just keep taking all the fa- the Jets' failed quarterbacks. They just... When Stafford comes back, you can have the Rams' Wolford, John Wolford. That sounds like a Panthers quarterback, man. Zach Wolford? No, John Wolford. That's oh, impressive <laughs> that I said his name and you forgot it within <laughs> – <laughs> Three and a half seconds later. 
<laughs> I was thinking Zach Wilson still. <laughs> you just combine the two of them. Is that like if you combine Wolford and Wilson? Is that the is that the most mobile worst arm quarterback in the history of the NFL? I don't want to know. Yeah, I guess that's a bad experiment. We don't need to go that far. Um, all right. Next up is my division, the Browns at the Bengals. And I have the potentially Super Bowl bound again Bengals as a six and a half, almost full touchdown favorite over the Cleveland Brownies. I did not see any of he who shall not be named game. I know he did not look the best last week. Um, I did see a little bit of this Bengals Chiefs game. I said the Bengals by four and a half over the Browns. Uh, I did not fare so well with the Steelers line later, so I'm appreciative that I can bring home half of the of the valor within my division. It is Bengals by six, so I'm a half point off. Hmm. And I think that's right where that game should be. I think, you know, maybe Deshaun gets a little steam under him after one week, and he plays well this week. And so, you know, if you're thinking of teasing down the Bengals to just win the game, you're playing with fire there with uh, the Browns and maybe being competent enough to sneak one out in, in uh, Cincinnati, especially after the Bengals gut out that tough one against the Chiefs last week. I think that line's right where it should be. You don't have a problem with it. I guess I was just uh, a little bit more optimistic about Deshaun being back and people being eager, but I think he's got to get into a groove of a little bit. I forgot he hasn't played in, since like 700 days. That's a long time to not play in the NFL. So, Yeah, something like 24 allegations ago. All right, uh, next one. The former fight in Deshaun's, the Texans, who have literally zero fight left in them. <laughs> that was, uh, was a tough go for the Texans um, this past week. I have the Cowboys as, this is a first turd fest, by the way. There's no reason to watch this game. The Cowboys are probably going to have their way. I have the Cowboys as a 12-and-a-half favorite over the Texans in Dallas. Yeah, I'm pretty close on this one with you. I said Cowboys by 12. Oh, I like edging you out. I do like that. It is... Put your, put your seatbelt on. It's 17. <laughs> <laughs> Got a good laugh there. Maybe Vegas 17. is starting to buy into the Cowboys like like you're talking about. Is that the highest that we've had since we've done this? 17? I was gonna Definitely say this definitely. year. It's definitely the highest this year. I think it's the highest since you and I have been doing this for for two year year and a half now. Seventeen. Can you Man. imagine teasing that, and you're still picking the Cowboys to win by double digits? I'm not touching that. Not a chance. You don't like the Texans in a tease. Teasing it. You don't like the Texans getting almost twenty three and a half scores. Yeah. You know they're going to be down like seventeen nothing, and you're like shit. Come on, like yeah, you're like, sweating it yeah. out as Tony Pollard's dashing 25 yards down the sideline exactly. yet again. And Brandon Cooks quits in the third quarter. Like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Damian I Pierce can't decide. has 10 rushes for 30 yards, and you're like, well, this is done. Yeah, let, let me tell you, stashing Damian Pierce and rolling with him as RB2 for both of my fantasy teams, not a strategy that worked in the long run. The team's just too bad. They're just the team itself. Well, and who who do we got as quarterback these days for the Texans? Who are we rolling out there? I don't know. I haven't could watched you even, any Texans the game the entire year. I was going to say, could you even tell me? I should know. It's um, Yeah, this pause means that we have no No, no, no. For some reason, I know it. Like, if you just say his name and, like, talking, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I'm drawing blank on his name right now. Oh, it's your boy. Oh, they switched it. Yeah, it's not it's not Davis Mills anymore. Yeah, I did a switch it. I couldn't remember who it was. Is it Kyle Allen now? Yeah, boy. Yeah. I forgot they switched it. Davis Mills is who I was originally thinking of, and I was drawing blank on, but yeah, I forgot. Davis they Mills. To Kyle I remember Allen. going into this year, they're like, Davis Mills? Possible franchise cornerstone. Like maybe we just roll with him. Yeah. They'll be selecting first overall and they'll be taking quarterback. That's I believe I had that, by the way. Bold predictions for the season. Texans, first overall pick. Feel pretty good about that. You should be good with that one. I don't see them winning two more games. Okay, now we're playing that game. 
We're going to look at the Texans schedule. Does it matter? They're not winning any of them. Uh, let's see. We go Cowboys. No. It's a loss. Chiefs at home. No. Titans on the road. No. Jags at home. Depends. The Jags have been up and down. I'm going to still say no. Colts on the road last game of the season. No. We're looking at maybe three wins if they play optimally and the other team plays like crap in all of those. Right. And then next team has three wins, right? The Bears have three. So, yeah, they're going to be the number one overall pick. I'm just looking at these games for the Texans and like, are they going to be getting less than a touchdown in any of these games? Even these AFC South games, they're playing the Jags at home. I could see I could see the Jags being a three and a half point favorite that first weekend of, of January. Playing the Colts on the road. I could see the Colts giving up a touchdown to the Texans in Indy. I probably won't watch any of those games. Oh, AFC South tilts, you don't live for those? Not quite, no. What quarterback is coming in to save the Texans? Uh, there's three pretty good ones, I think, coming out of college, right? It ain't going to be. Stroud, mm. Levis, and Young, I think, are the top three. And fourth I saw was supposed to be that guy out of Florida. It ain't going to be Levis that saves him. It ain't going to be Stroud that saves him. Maybe Bryce Young. I still feel like he's going to be small in the NFL. Of course, I said that about Devontae Smith, too. I haven't totally been invalidated, but I haven't been validated yet either. It's a little different to be a wide receiver versus a quarterback, too, and be small. But Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Is that the most time anybody's given to the Texans, period, over the last four months? I'm just trying to see if I remember who the starting quarterback was after that conversation. I got to see if I can go back and... <laughs> you might have to listen back to this to hear his name to be able to remember it. No, I'll no, never forget Kyle one. Allen. Never forget. I was going to say, you should know that one. Uh, speak of, speaking of quarterbacks, you should never forget. We got Kirk Thuggan on the road in Motown playing the Lions. And I have the Vikings. I, I kind of went with the philosophy of I don't think Vegas truly loves the Vikings. And uh, the Lions have put up some points in recent weeks. And I have the Vikings by two and a half over the Lions in Detroit. The Lions have been all over the place. Like they'll look terrible one week and then come out and just put up 40 points like it's nothing. Uh, I said the Vikings by three over the Lions. That's astounding. Uh, well, I'm going to get this because I edged you out by half a point. It is Lions by one. The Lions are favorited. <laughs> this was this was the one that got me this week. I mean, even the Cowboys 17 point line. I was like, okay, I can kind of see that. The Lions by one. That doesn't, that doesn't no seem right. For the that, that doesn't seem right. And I just put the Vikings as my number four seed in this little uh, yeah, fake tournament. Totally, totally invalidated your your uh, your playoff there at the top. I'm double checking it now. I, I just I still don't. What believe did it, it open at? Did it, I wonder if it opened that way? There's wow. No, it opened. It. I hit it exact at what it opened at minus two and a half. That's where I thought it should be, and then it flipped four points. That's crazy. And when was that line set? Like last night? Yeah, how'd that switch so fast? That's got to be the public riding high, that Lions output from the previous game. Maybe it's just Jamison Williams coming back to the Lions. That's why it's just worth so many points. I mean, I guess if you think about it, you're going back looking at the Lions last few games. So they beat the Packers at home. They beat the Bears at Soldier Field. They beat the Giants on the road. Hang with the Bills and have the Bills on the edge of defeat before getting victory sucked out of their out of their paws. And then they just blast the Jags at home, putting 40 up on them. I guess. Are the Lions, yeah. are the Lions actually sneakily coming on? I didn't realize they had all that success until you just read that off, actually. I... I Huh. So, yeah, so they've won, and then they hung with the Dolphins before all that. So they've actually won four of their last five, and their one loss was Thanksgiving Day at home by three on a field goal at the last second. 
Hmm. Sneaky Lions? Maybe. I mean, they have, yeah, the last month looked pretty good, I guess. I didn't think about that. Well, listen listen to their schedule going going out to round out the season. So they get the Vikings at home, and obviously Vegas thinks they can win based on that line they've set. They go on the road at Jets, at your dumb team on Christmas Eve. Bears at home. Packers at Lambeau last week of the season when the Packers might not be bothering at all at that point. Any chance they can sneak into the playoffs? Ooh. I want to find those odds. Like I said, I can't see them now because we got this NFC game going. But, I mean, out of those five games the Panthers have left, can they win Lions. three? Okay, I'm looking at Panthers, Lions. <laughs> can they win three of five? Cat. That, Blue cat. that puts you at eight and nine. Can you make the can you make the playoffs in the NFC this year at eight and nine? I mean, the NFC South current leader in the standings has five wins. I feel like it's in play. Yeah, but I mean, the winner of each division has to get in, so it'd be wild card. You have to look at who else. How many wild I mean, card in, spots are there? I mean, the NFC. the The tricky part about the NFC is you're going to have the the NFC beast to deal with, with the Cowboys at nine, second in the division, Giants with seven, Commanders with seven. Seahawks are still rocking with seven wins. I would say, though, the Giants are on the slide. I think the Seahawks are on the slide. I like the Seahawks just won last week, though, right? And they play the Panthers this week. (laughs) I like how you said that with the insinuation that that's probably a win for the Seahawks. They are playing home. Yeah, but the Seahawks beat up on the battered Rams. I mean, outside of that, Seahawks have... They'd lost two in a row before that. Okay. I like that. Detroit football. Let's go Lions. They've actually scored a crap ton of points. They put up points. It's their defense that can't stop anybody. They did good we'll last week, though. Only gave up 14 in the Jags. So. Yeah, but I think wasn't that because they sat on Trevor's ankle the wrong way? I mean, that probably helped. That probably helps too. You hurt the uh, starting quarterback. Yeah, that that helps your efforts. I don't know. I like the Lions. Uh, let's see who we got next. Oh, that was a, a game I like because I like the Lions. I hate this next game. Why did I not have this as a turd fest? Jags at Titans. See, I would still watch this. I, I just. I, I don't mind watching the Jags. Maybe that's just because we're biased. Like, I don't mind watching Trevor and ETN just to just see what happens. There's That might have been why I kept it. Just the Trevor, Trevor ETN factor, the Derrick Henry factor. I said the, uh, the Titans by three over the Jags. Man, I edged you out by a half a point again. You've got that Titans. on a bunch. I said Titans by three and a half. It's Titans. Oh, no, sorry. Sorry, I'm reading this wrong. I'm reading it backwards. Uh, you got that. That's Titans by, I have six. It's three and a half. Okay. Got that backwards. I needed that one to get it four to two, so. I'm winning four to two. You're winning four to two. Let's see if I can keep it going. Uh, next game I have is another marquee game. I think we'll see if the Giants are for real in this one. I don't think they'll they'll win but i think they can hang and i think if they hang with the eagles i think that's that's showing us that they're they're worth something i have the eagles by seven and a half in new york i feel like every single time or off i'm I'm off on this giants team like no matter what happens it's just they get way less respect than i think and i think they're kind of starting to fall back into that less respect the fact that they're not playing as well recently and tying last week this one's going to be another close one, Matt. I said Eagles by seven. Oh, you needed to hit it exact to edge me out. You did. You hit it exact. Eagles by seven. Good job by you. I like that as a tease. Yeah, I kind of do too. I, I I did not like it as much at my seven and a half. I like it at that, that seven. We'll have to figure out who you're teasing them with, though, because I haven't seen anybody yet so far. Maybe the Bengals? Uh, 
I mean, I could tease the Raiders over the Rams. I don't think there's any way the Rams are winning right now. I, w- I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. Uh, I mean, I did that. think the Rams were going to be favored in that game, so maybe not. <laughs> maybe the I, the Bills over the Jets. How about that. That goes against our rule of don't bet on Thursday night football. That's but also, true. I don't know how good I'm feeling about betting on the Raiders just to win the game. Yeah, I wouldn't touch that one actually. The Bills, Bills over the Jets. Like Mike White's not going on the road in Buffalo and winning, right? He's not that guy yet. No, but what was that? That line was nine. I don't think I like the Bills at three. I think I'd stay away from that for that reason. I'd take him if it was a little lower. Okay. I think here's here's a here's a tease option for you. I think this next one will be in that range. We got the Chiefs at the Broncos. You skipped and one. And as we oh, did I skip one? We can do that one, but you did skip one. You skipped the uh, Oh, you know why? Okay, so let's your, do Chiefs Broncos and then we'll come back to my team. My team was so there wasn't a line on our Bovada sports book, and I believe that's probably due to Lamar's injury. So let's do Chiefs Broncos and we'll come back to Steelers because okay. I gotta run I want to run through some there with you as well. Uh, Chiefs over Broncos. I said, uh, you know, Chiefs are one of my playoff teams. I think the Broncos are crap. So I said the Chiefs by nine and a half. Yeah, I think I'm going to be too low on this. I said Chiefs by six. You are too low. It's nine. I get that one. Hmm. See, I like that one as a tease. I'd put the Chiefs at three. They're Bronco- going to the Broncos by it. Broncos are terrible, right? Like They're just horrible. Broncos are dog crap. That they're was one good. of my bold predictions that the Broncos would be really bad this year. And, uh, I believe I had him in the Super Bowl, so or in the AFC Championship. So mm. I doubt. Hand up, that one's wrong. That's on me. <laughs> you were right about the Texans getting the number one overall pick, but we're very wrong about that. So it happens. Hey, I'm a Pittsburgh Pirates fan. I see incompetent garbage play. I can see it right in front of me. I can recognize it. Well, you didn't, we didn't notice it on the Broncos. You thought they'd be relevant and be pretty good, so you didn't recognize it there. That's what I'm saying. I I, I can't recognize. Oh, you can't. Oh, I, I thought you. I only know what incompetence right. looks like. Gotcha. I thought that's you were saying that's why you knew the Texans were going to be bad because they're incompetent. Yeah, no, I see the Texans and I'm like, hey, I see that. I feel that. I get that. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what winning looks like. Um, But you know who does know what winning looks like? Michael. Hold on. I'm looking up his middle name. What do you think it is? Michael Petaway. Tomlin, whatever I would have thought it was, it's not Petaway. It's not Petaway. Mike Tomlin, that man doesn't know how to lose. And so I texted you guys this morning. I had that terrifying thought walking into school this morning. I was like, I got excited because I think Kenny's looked pretty good. And I think they got some real playmakers, Fryermuth, Pickens, who they never throw the ball to. Najee Harris looked tremendous yesterday. And I got really excited for that. And thinking what the Steelers could be, but then I had this entirely dejecting thought of are we really gonna have a winning season with Mike Tomlin? Is it <laughs> is it going to happen? I told you you're gonna go into that last week. You know exactly what's gonna be at stake. Okay, so we're we're gonna do this. We did this uh, a few weeks back, but I just want you to gut reaction. You tell me if it's a Steelers win or no. Okay. Ravens at home this week. Yeah, I think you're going to win without Lamar. Yeah. Okay, so that's six and seven. At your thirst. You'll win that. Okay, so that's seven and seven. Raiders at home on Christmas Eve. Who do you play the week after that? The Ravens on the road. That's a good question. Okay, so you're gonna, you'll are gonna you beat the Raiders, then lose against the Ravens on the road. So you got to be 8-8 eight and eight going to the last game. So I have to figure out how to get you there. there you're there. No, that would be it. That would be it. Because if he, they beat the Ravens this week, they win in Charlotte. What's the record now? now? They're 5-7. and seven. So that would be 6-8. and eight. They beat the Raven, Raiders on Christmas Eve, 8-8. Eight and eight. No, wait, I, mean, I did that wrong. What are we at right now? I thought it was five and seven. Yeah, it's five and seven. Yeah, so then beat the Ravens this week, six and seven. Beat your Panthers, seven and seven. Beat the Raiders on Christmas Eve, eight and seven. Right. Lose to the Ravens in the second to last week of the season. You're now eight and eight. Right, so what, playing I, what, the, what I said. Playing the Browns at home in the last game of the season. 
and then you you beat Mr. Touchy, and there you go. I just want to scream expletives to the heavens. How is this possible that this team is potentially going to? And not only that, if they go nine and eight and Tomlin has a flipping winning season, they're going to make the playoffs. It's a glorious season for you. And it's like, it's a double-sided coin because I think Kenny, like I said, Kenny looks great and he's, he's a competent gamer. He's a winner. He's four and four so far as a starting quarterback in the NFL, and his his losses are to the Bills, the Dolphins, the Eagles, and the Bengals, who have a combined record of thirty six and twelve. He's won on the road in Indy. He's beaten the Brady Bucks, um, gutted out a win against the Saints and the Falcons, two garbage teams. But like he, what he has is evident. It's there. Pickens is a stud. Who if they could ever figure out a start freaking throwing him the ball. And then Najee looked tremendous yesterday. Like this is in Fryermuth is, is it bad that I had the thought yesterday that he's like a junior Kelsey light. It's like when you go to Wendy's and you get a frosty, except Fryermuth is not the frosty. He's the little like pint that little tiny little one you can get for like a quarter. That's mm-hmm. Fryermuth. Like they have some playmakers there. I just cannot believe that this coach is going to be potentially put it together and then get the credit for it again that he doesn't have a losing season when he could have like been in excellent shape. If he just started Kenny or he did anything competent to start the season. Mm. You know, I just enjoy hearing you talk about this and get worked up. It really does bring me joy. I, I need like a walk around the block. Just got to go get it out. Just that or a smoke. We need to get you someone to like scream into for Christmas. Just uh So I need just a soundproof pillow. I mean, I don't know. I've had the thought, is it like, do I have to concede that Tomlin's just a wizard and, and a Jedi rolled into one and I'm I'm not worthy to understand his capabilities? I don't know. I'm just looking forward to week seventeen already. I just know. Oh my God. We should like watch that game together or something. Have a live viewing. Mm-hmm. That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, well, I think I was obviously distraught enough over all of that realization this morning, driving into work that my Steelers line is terribly off. I have the Steelers favored over the Ravens at home this week by two. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I said the Ravens by three. You're in the right area. It's three and a half Ravens, three and a half. Why, why did you favor your team? You you said you shouldn't be favored against anyone when you played against the Colts last week, and now I you're think like, this was I think this is just high coming off how well everybody looked yesterday, and I think partially because I thought we were getting Huntley in this one. I thought Lamar was Lamar's week to week right now. They said he's probably so Tyler not Huntley play. in Pittsburgh against this defense is going to give three and a half points to the Steelers. So that seems go, high. Go tease your Steelers then. I might. That's that's an excellent idea. These games are always close. That's why I thought Steelers by two was good because these are always close. Ravens by two would have been in the right ballpark. I think it should just be a rule that anytime these two teams play, we should have either one favored by one or two. That's it. Just pick one. Whoever's better in the moment, favored by one or two. This It'll be a close game. I feel like it'll probably be one of those last possessions. Someone's got a chance to go down there and do something. It'll be one score. I don't hate, you know, you mentioned teasing the Steelers. I don't hate just straight up betting the Steelers against the spread. If you're giving me three and a half points, I'm going to monitor that over the week. All right. Uh, Let's see. What do we got next? Bucks Niners. So the Brady Garoppolo bowl that doesn't have Garoppolo and Brady might only be playing in it one more time. What do you got for this one? I don't know what to do with this one. The fact that Jimmy G's not playing. Um, the Bucks are still so weird. Like, I don't know what to do with the Bucks. I said the Niners by two over the Bucks. Wow, dang it. So I'm not going to get you there. I, I I felt good about that one. It is Niners by three and a half. I obviously had similar thinking as you. We tied that one. You tied it? You said Niners by two? 
I'm, I'm surprised it's actually that much Brock Purdy. I think this has got to be a testament to all the other s- systems coaching that's in place for the Niners, whereas the Bucks just with each passing week, it looks like Bowles is in over his head. Brady looks like he'd rather be doing anything else. There's no way he's back on the Bucks next year, right? Back to the Patriots? I mean, that I've read and heard that this week. I mean, the Niners, are we? Are they sold on Trey Lance as the future? Do they go to Brady and say, hey, man, look, we messed up last time. We went with Jimmy and Trey. Why don't you come back to the Bay? I can see that. There's a chance. Let's go. Let's go to our. Uh, let's go to Vegas one. Vegas one. Can we get the odds that Brady is on the Bucks to start the 2023 season? The odds that Brady uh, give us the field, or Brady's in a Fox booth. I'll take the field. No, I want you to give me the odds, man. That's how Vegas. Uh, golly. Vegas one. Oh, I'm odds. giving you the odds. Gotcha. Yeah, you give me odds. Yeah. I, I, so I don't know the what the, I don't know what so the you... odds are. The odds I would say are minus two hundred. That's what I was gonna say. Minus two hundred. The field. Uh, what like chances he ends up back in uh, Tampa plus plus three hundred. Yep. And then the Fox booth. What like plus. Eight, nine to one, maybe more. Okay. Are you intrigued at all to watch your your Panthers are on Fox? Are you intrigued at all to like you tune in on a Sunday afternoon and heck yeah, we get Kevin Burkhart and Tom Brady. Yes. A little bit. Eh. I I'd be curious to see what Tom can do. Not really though. Okay, it's it's week eight. <laughs> you've had this is not fresh Tommy. This is Oh, not fresh got... Tommy. I think it meant like tomorrow. Or uh, next no, uh, not on like, Sunday, he, I'm going to see him out there. No, not in the 2026 season when he's finally in the booth and it's week one and we're listening to 48-year-old Tom Brady fresh off his fourth team in four years. We're like, oh, I wonder what it's going to be like, him in the booth. Not that. Like middle of the season, we've heard him all season. He's providing very minimal actual substance from the booth. Mm, yeah, I'm not really looking forward to it. <laughs> Are you looking forward to it more or less than this Panthers or Seahawks game? I'm a little bit looking forward to this Panthers Seahawks game. Actually, I hear you a I little bit. I, I, Sam didn't look horrible the last time he played, and so uh, I'm just sipping the Kool Aid a little bit. You know, just the, the team's a little bit exciting now that Matt Rule's gone. We got a little bit of an identity to us, a little bit of swagger there. Defense is playing well. We're getting the ball in DJ Moore's hands. I know we lost CMC, but Deontay Foreman's been really good. Uh, so it, it's, we're not actually terrible. There, there, there's some stuff there. Um, Steve Wilkes, permanent hire. I don't know. I, I don't have anything against him. I don't know what our other options are, though. I think that the team likes playing for him. Um, but I don't know. It'd be I'd want to know who else we could possibly talk to to see. Sean Payton. No. Bruce Arians? No. Is that a no you're never going to have a conversation with those guys or a no you don't want them? Mike Tomlin? No. <laughs> is there anybody that will be available that is on that is currently coaching this list of teams that we're looking at here? Is Cliff Kingsbury going to be available? You want him? Brandon Staley? Probably not a head coach. You probably have to take like a coordinator. You know, like Matt LaFleur. What about getting like uh like one of the coordinators? You could take uh the guy from Buffalo, the offensive coordinator. I still don't know how uh Bien- Dorsey? Yeah. I don't know I still don't know how Bienemy hasn't gotten a job from Kansas City. He seems like he's in contention every single time and hasn't gotten a job. Um or what about the uh defensive coordinator from the 49ers, D'Amico Ryan? Oh yeah, he seems like a fast climber. Yeah. Go from Texans to working for them and then working for the Niners. Man in that defense, which, again, looks incredible. Uh, is Ken Dorsey a former Panther? Is that like a coming home thing? I think so. You picture it now? I'm coming home. Panthers, welcome your new coach, Ken Dorsey. Woo! 
we did we have given a lot of people to buffalo like everyone always we joked that as like the panthers fans that's like the uh the northern panthers because for some reason like they've got a ton of our players a bunch of our coaching staff because mcdermott used to be at in carolina um he took a lot of people with him when he left so yeah could use him but well anyways in this panthers seahawks game though i got the seahawks by four over the panthers (laughs) I like that you just spent like three minutes talking about how much you love your team and kind of like all these guys. And then I just I, to... I can say I like them. I just said I will, I will watch the game and it's not terrible. Where? Well, you freaking edged me out here. Uh, I said Seahawks by three. Felt pretty good about it. I mean, honestly, I didn't spend very long thinking about this one. It's three and a half. So, so we oh we tie that one tied. Yeah. Okay. What score? What are we at? I got, or you got one, two, three, four, five. I got one, two, three, four, and we have two left. Ooh. So I have to win both of them. And if you win one, week. you win. So. All right. Let's go to the next one then. Dolphins at Chargers. I have the Miami Dolphins laying three and a half in LA against these Chargers. All right, let's see what happens. I got Dolphins laying three. You edged me out by half point. It is Dolphins by three. You hit it exact. Uh-oh, got to get to the last game. The one, back against the wall game. I have hit two, though. You haven't hit any, so. Hey, wins all the counts. All right, so we are uh, we are tied going to the last week, right? Anything to say about that game? The I mean, Dolphins and the uh, the Chargers. We didn't say anything about it. We just said the line. We were just two in the moment with the with the lines. Uh, Sunday night football. I think it's a good one. I don't know that. Yeah. I I don't know that I care too much about it from the Chargers' perspective. I think it's worth monitoring until I go to bed. Uh, the Dolphins side of thing and how how well they recover after their um, drubbing yesterday. Mildly interesting. Yeah, I I'll, I'll watch the game. Should be exciting to watch, but I've hit now, so I've started doing these anytime score bets. And uh, Travis Kelsey is money every week, and I kind of figured Tyreek Hill and Derrick Henry would be as well. Derrick Henry has not scored now two straight weeks. That's cool. And uh, Tyreek Hill scored this week for me, so that was big. Um, you know who's not going to score in this game is probably Mike Williams or Keenan Allen. And uh, we mentioned Brandon Cooks earlier. Those two. Keenan Allen and Brandon Cooks just they should arm wrestle for who is the least reliable 2022 uh fantasy player. It's one of those two. Keenan caught a touchdown yesterday. Oh, so that was after I dropped him cuz he had 13 straight weeks of inactivity. Hey, well, my starting wide receiver got 0 points yesterday, so it happens. Who was that? Cortland Sutton. Oh well, that's your problem. You're starting Cortland Sutton. He's been terrible. He's my he's my flex guy, but he plays for the Broncos. They score six points a month. Yeah, but he's he catches a couple balls per game, not zero. Let's ride. All right, last game. Let's see who gets it. All right. I felt good about this one when I, I put didn't. it down on the paper. You didn't. Okay, what's no. your line? I said the cards by one and a half. Ooh, yeah, you shouldn't have felt felt good about that one. I win the week, baby. It is Pats by one and a half. I said Pats by three. Wait, what did you say? I was off by three then. I said, wait, what is... You're up by one and a half. It's Pats by one and a half. Yeah, I'm you off said by Pats, one and a half. Yeah, and I was okay, off by three. three. All right, I was mm-hmm. doing bad math in my head. I was on the yeah, wrong it's, side. Uh. It's Pats by one and a half, which coincidentally... I deserve to win the week. I originally typed on this sheet, Pats, one and a half. And then I thought for a second, and I thought, there's no way. This Cardinals team is in disarray. The Patriots have looked fairly competent the last couple weeks um, when they're actually deciding to put up points. Defense has been all right. And uh, offense can hang some weeks. So I felt better about one and a half than three, but I put three because I was like, eh, Cardinals. See, I didn't think it would be either team by three, and I was like, it's probably someone by, like, one, one and a half, and I was like, who should it be? And I was like, ah, Patriots didn't look good the last time they were out there. Neither did the Cardinals, but they're coming off a bye. 
Cardinals are at home. I was like, for that reason, I'll give it to the Cardinals, but I guess apparently not. So, so when we're producing this podcast and the season tally has now gone to seven, six, and one, is, can we make sure to put the "Don't Call It a Comeback" song right here? <laughs> I don't. That's extra. I, I don't add in songs or anything. You have to. Uh, Make a request, more, right? and I'll, I'll send you a, a bill for it, and you can just agree or not agree and go for it. Is there. my bill going to be for $300? No, you already owe me $300. <laughs> I'll, I'll pay you back when uh, when the Vikings and the Ravens play in the Super Bowl and then Lamar loses so that I'll have to pay you $300 and you get to watch me eat a shoe. Well, if Lamar loses, you don't eat a shoe. He has to win. Oh, that's right. So I'm good. All my shoes. I forgot. Yeah. My shoes are fine. You'd have to win against their against the Raiders. Then that would be that scenario. Well, you know what? Good job, Juan. We did well. I feel like that was. Uh, I feel like this was me ascending to the mountain, and I haven't kicked you off the mountain yet, but I've at least made it up there to where you are in terms of being able to guess these lines. So, and Kristen wanted me to cheat today too, and I didn't cheat. So that's good. I respect. Realized- I respect the mindset, though. But. <laughs> She said, oh, you've already locked in the line. She said, no, you should go back and change yours. And I said, I would never do that to one. I said, I got to be in fair and square, which I did. Absolutely. I mean, you could cheat. I could cheat too. And no one would ever know, but. Well, if cheated this week, did a bad job. Yeah. Did not cheat. (laughs) 